It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio here at the beautiful Parks Casino. Heading right in to hour number two with Ruben Frank. Talking a little Eagles. Trying to avoid the Phillies, but today it's almost impossible to avoid them after that disappointing loss uh, last night but let's get right back to the phone lines 215-592-9494 curious from all you guys what has you optimistic that the eagles won't be the phillies next year what has you believe believing that this is not going to be a slow start to the season like the phillies are having let's go to a, a go birds regular an auto downloader for sure our guy tom from vancouver tom what's going on man hi guys i'm just uh, auto downloading some love go it. birds right now love it no. love it <laughs> I'm not doing that, obviously, because they're already auto-downloaded. Uh, exactly. But, yes, you know, yes. I, I'm so so much for Go Phil's radio, like last week. It's a yes. demise it's the demise of the Phil's and the return of Go Birds couldn't come at a better time. In the so, demise I'm, of Jack Fritz, right? I mean, what are we doing here? Go Phil's radio. It's, it's Go Birds radio. There we go. There we go. Uh, Ruben, I do yep. want to point out, though, that Elliot and James, at one point, were talking about their favorite guest hosts, and they did bring up Rob Ellis, and I was shocked. Okay. Shocked at that, but oh, what I've come too. to realize, what I've come Rob's to realize, great to work with. He he's the best. He's great to work with, but but Ruben, come on, you're, this is Go Birds Radio. It's not just well, WIT. Rob knows the stuff. Rube Rob knows has more about the, the Eagles than me, so it's you Rob know, it's has the best memory. It's unbelievable. He remembers best like, memory at the station. Uh, he has the best memory so, of yeah. anybody I know. Yeah, like I'll mention well, Rube, the game in '89, like Eagles Washington. I'll be like, oh, that was a great comeback in, in RFK. I'll be like, yeah, they were down uh, 31-17 with 222 <laughs> left in the second. I mean, he's unbelievable. But, yeah, anyway. Knows well, Ruben, I actually think that the major issue is that you're taking Elliot on about his uh, minor league soccer takes. And I don't think he can handle <laughs> well, that. Well, major league, major league, Tom. The union are in the major league soccer. Are they really? So, yeah, they, got, they got uh, promoted? Like, what do you call it? <laughs> well, relegated? no, it was Leeds that got relegated. The union are... Uh, are in the major league. But, Tom, curious, your, your Eagles point, what has you optimistic that they will be not the Phillies next year? The, the easiest thing is that the Phillies are not the Eagles in the sense that the Phillies lucked into the World Series. They didn't earn it. 
they they really just creeped in there. They didn't have the talent. They the managing coaching is questionable about it at best. And for me, it's more that's more like the Montreal Canadiens when they did that Stanley Cup run in 2021, yes. where they basically lucked forget? into it on a hot goalie, and their yeah. go, their goalie got burnt out in the next like season. Like the Union they, in, in '82, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> backed into it. And they, and uh, you don't get the, look, you don't get lucky, you don't get to a World Series through luck. I mean, they got hot when they had to get hot, and uh, and they and they got there and they did it. And nobody remembers, uh, you know, how many games they won in the regular season. All they remember is they won the National League and they got to a World Series. Yeah, well, Ruben, I did come out for the game, so it's not to say that I wasn't excited about it. I was extremely excited about it. This is the mm-hmm. first time I'd ever been to Philadelphia. However, I do disagree with you on that, and it's one of the few things I would ever disagree with you on, no, in the sense that if you, get a, if you get a solid, solid team, let's say the L.A. Dodgers, a team like that, or the Houston Astros, year after year, even Tampa Bay, year after year, they're going to come back and they're going to contend. And then there are all the teams that they sort of get there once in a while. I think the Heat is a little bit like that, too. And I just think that the the, the Eagles are not a team like that. They're a well, much more Yeah, I just have team. a problem using the word luck. Yeah, you don't get to a World Series by getting lucky. You get hot. It, it might be the only time in, in 20 years it happens, but it's not luck. So, Tom, it's interesting you make that point because I was having this debate with friends earlier in the week. Would you rather over the last six years? With friends. With friends, yes. Yeah, with my, my three friends. Again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you rather over the last six years have been the Sixers or the Phillies? Well, that is a really good question. I got to say, though, I would rather be the Phillies. There's something about the Sixers that I just don't like. It just, it's just a team. There's something wrong with the culture. There's something wrong with the, the, the stars, the superstars that just can't. It just but they've won doesn't way seem more. to have the grit to win. They've won way more than the Phillies have. I know, but they just. There's just something about them that they just can't. Just, I just can never believe in that team. Well, Tom, unfortunately, since you disagree with me, we're up against it. I'm going to have to let you go. We're we'll, up against uh, it. <laughs> um, but, uh, Rube, where would you fall on that? Oh, I, I'd go Sixers. I, I mean, think so, right? You want to be a fan of a team for all their flaws, and I'm just looking up here. Uh, I mean, the, over the last six years, they have the second-best record in the NBA. Yeah. They're, and I think they have, like, the fourth most playoff wins over the last six years. The last six years, they're, they're playing 634 basketball. Only the Bucks have, have more wins. They have, so they have more wins than anybody in the West. Um, I mean, it's been disappointing, I mean, the way they finish. But you, you want a team that's in the hunt every year, yeah. and they are. Well, from a, They drive you crazy. From but, an ownership or a general manager perspective, I think what you can ask for is getting a, just a chance. The, the the Sixers have been one of the final eight teams in the in the playoffs, five of the last six years or something like that. There's been one-off teams that have gone to Tom's point. You know, Dallas made a run to the conference finals. The the Hawks made a run to the conference finals. Nobody in their right mind would say those teams are better run or have been more successful than the Sixers have because they had that one-off run. And I think that's what makes the Eagles special in, in, in a way. It's a, one of the many things. But going into next year, why I do think there's a chance – a strong chance they will not be the Phillies is they are very good at consistently being competitive. They always are either in the playoffs, they win a game, they're right there. Really just 2020, you know, was was a year where obviously everything fell apart, but the the Eagles are always right there and you just can't say that for the Phillies. The Phillies, while they had that World Series run, they've been to the playoffs once in the last 10 years. As much as people want to hate the Sixers right now, at least the Sixers always get there. They always win in the first round. And yes, they always lose in the second round. 
But I think as a general manager and owner, you would take what the Sixers have done because at least you get that one extra roll of the dice that the Phillies just never get. No question about it. I'm just looking up playoff wins over the last six years. They have 32. Yeah, I think it's the, the Bucks have more. The Golden Suns, State, I believe, Celtics, Milwaukee, Miami, and Denver. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're up they're there. They're right there. And uh, you can't – look, it's it's disappointing the way it keeps – it's like Groundhog Day. I mean, just every year you just feel like they can't get out of this round no matter – I know. <laughs> whether they have home court, whether they're up 3-2, to two, whatever it is. Whether they have is, MVP, whether they don't. crazy. Yes. But it is very disappointing. You want a team that's in the mix, and yeah. they're in the mix every year. So let's go back to the phone lines real quick. Uh, 215. We're up against it. We're up against it. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Matt and Glenside. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, what Matt? Matt? Good to hear from you. I do have um, a question about a couple players at OTAs. Yeah. Um, wasn't sure if they were there. But before I get to that, you guys were talking about trust in Howie Roseman. And news recently came out about how Russell Wilson nixed the trade between the Eagles and the Seahawks to get Russell, and they would have given up a lot, including Jalen Hurts. Uh, and I, I got to say, my faith in Howie is a little shaken. You know, Carson forced his way out. You know, Howie wanted to keep him. Russell nixed the trade. Howie wanted to go through. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. He's had some great drafts these last couple of years, and I can't deny that. But yeah. looking at what could have been it's pretty scary yeah if it's true now it's coming from who's who's it coming from so it's coming from a report in seattle but let, let's be honest it was, it was, it was out like but, but last let's, year let's, too let's be honest though it, he how he was on the quarterback market and russell yeah. wilson did not want to come here so yeah. maybe I, I think it's fair to talk about this as if it is an actual yeah you know he, he, I, I mean assuming it's true and yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm not convinced of that, but it looks like it might be. I mean, they, they haven't denied it. Uh, you know, the Eagles wanted to draft Perry Tuttle in 1984, mm-hmm. and, and he got taken, and they ended up with a guy they didn't really want, Mike Quick, who's the best yeah, receiver in Eagles history. Well. So sometimes these things just, you know, these things just work out your way. I mean, if that, if that really was the case, that would have been a disaster if it happened, but it didn't happen. And, you know, I, I think nobody was complaining when the Eagles were rolling through last year that, you know, they, they almost traded – for for Russell so, Wilson. It Matt, didn't happen, thank Matt, God. Matt, what I would say, and we'll get to the I players agree. you want to know about from practice, but what I would say to that is, A, I think every team in the league has trades they almost make that you can probably look at now and go, wow, that wouldn't have worked out. So I don't think it's unique to Howie that he's been bailed out. Now, with the Russell Wilson thing, yes, they are obviously better off now than they would have been with Russell Wilson when you consider, you know, what A, I mean, I guess they've paid Jalen now, but what they would have had to pay Russell off the bat and the draft picks they would have had to give it up. But I also think Russell would have been better here. Like, like Russell in Denver yeah. is a disaster. But if they have Russell Wilson last year, I mean, Jalen was unbelievable. So I can't say they would be as good. But I still think they are, are one of the top whatever teams in the NFC, top two or three teams. I mean, that roster was unbelievable. The coaching staff is way better than it was in Denver. The roster was better. So while you are clearly better off with Jalen, I don't think it's – fair to take apples to apples and go well he was bad here so he would have been bad he's 35 i mean that's no they're better off but i just mean i think part of the reason people look at it now is because god he was such a disaster in denver i don't think he would have been a disaster here i think he would have been better but i i don't think he would have been he wouldn't have been jailing he wouldn't have been jailing and i don't think he would have been close 
Yeah, well, you wouldn't have been Jalen, and we wouldn't have had two first-round picks. I mean, we wouldn't. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, we would have had one, but we, you know, we wouldn't have gotten Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, who, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we, I've heard a lot about Nolan Smith, and I'm very excited about it uh, at OTAs. But I do have a question: Was Morrow Ojomo there, the defensive tackle? He was like our last pick in the, yeah, the draft. Yeah. So the tough thing with with tracking defensive linemen, a, I'll be honest, like. I'm I'm looking out for Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith because they're high picks. They didn't do yeah. eleven on elevens, so it's just okay. hard to really have a takeaway. And, from, and the defensive linemen were on the far. They were on the far end far of the end of the field. It's it's just hard uh, to see him. But Matt, what I will say is out, and I didn't see anything from him. I do like that pick. I think he's very underrated. He's good at getting oh. to the quarterback. Doesn't have a lot of sacks, but he gets there. And as a seventh round pick, I think it was a very yeah. smart pick by them. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, Howie's good at finding these diamonds in the rough. Which again, I'm not out on Howie. I'm just saying I was a little shaken from this no, report. No, it's sure. yeah, it's but, fair. And my last, my last question about the OTAs was uh, Jadon Hazelwood, wide receiver. Yep. How do you look? I think he wasn't there. Well, so then Matt, thanks so much uh, for the call. Yeah, man. he was not there. I, I, I'm not right. sure why. Yeah. He was one guy that wasn't there. Thanks for the call, of guys Matt. that weren't there. Really could have had. Could have been a lot. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if yeah. he's hurt or what. But. Yeah, well, you'd think he's someone that should be there. If, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. if he could have been, he would have been. Um, so one takeaway I had from seeing uh, the team on Thursday was the running back position is way deeper than I think I thought going into it. And I think they're going to have some tough decisions. And when you look at the running back position, you would assume Boston Scott is going to make the team. Kenny Gainwell is going to make the team. DeAndre Swift is going to make the team. Rashad Penny. I would say 95% going to make the team. He would have to have a pretty disastrous training camp or get hurt to not make the team. But Well, the I, only way he doesn't make the team is if he is hurt, which... So I would agree, but, but here's where I would push back a little bit on that. They only gave him $500,000 of guaranteed money. They kept Trey Sermon on the roster all last year. Mm-hmm. I think they do some similar things in the way that they're between the tackles runners. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey Sermon obviously is not produced at the NFL level at all like Penny has, but Penny has been hurt a lot. And would you agree that those other three running backs I mentioned are definitely making the team? Like they are not cutting those three guys. Well, I think Boston Scott's 99%. I don't know, man. Like Sirianni seems to really like him. I mentioned earlier they yeah. have that poster, and I know it's not a big deal, but I think it's – well, I'm just saying I think it speaks. What? If you look at all the players on those posters – He's not a lock. He's very close to it, but he's not a lock. But you think Penny is? No, I don't okay. think Penny is. I think Swift and Gainwell are the locks. The only locks. Okay, yeah. so that, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think, A, who would you guess makes it, but also do you see a world – they're not going to carry five running backs, right? No. I'd be very surprised. So how do you think it shakes out? No, it's a, it's a great question. You see who's healthy, and obviously Penny, that's been the issue with him. Uh, unbelievable talent. Uh, I, I think they go into the year with Swift as – I think Swift's going to get the most work, mm-hmm. and I think they'll be really careful with Penny. I think he'll be like a six-to-eight carry guy, six-to-eight touch guy, uh, just because he's not worth anything to you if he's hurt. And yeah. I think the best way to – at least have the best odds to keep him healthy through the season because he's such a good talent and you want him out there is to really limit how much he plays. So if you look at Nick Sirianni's coaching history uh, as both a head coach and a play caller when he was with the Indianapolis Colts, or at least the offensive coordinator there, he's always had a clear-cut number one running back. Well, yeah, John Taylor. Yeah, and well, I'm saying even here with Miles Sanders, the only year it was really close in carries was when Miles got hurt. Yeah. Outside of that, he's always had a running back 
that has had, I think it's like 120-plus more carries than anybody else on the roster. Right, but this is a different group, and I don't think that'll be the case this year. And I, I don't think he's going to force-feed a bell cow running back just because he's done that in the past. So I, you don't think that's philosophical? You think that's circumstantial? Exactly. Okay. And and I, I think that this group is best used as a rotation. Because I don't think there's one guy in this group that you really want getting 18 carries a game. I would agree with that. I do think Swift is the closest just because he has done it to an extent in Detroit, and he's also so good out of the backfield. One thing that I think has hurt this team over the last few years is they haven't had a number one running back that is also a big threat in the passing game. Miles Sanders did it early in his career. One year, yeah. Yeah, and he you know, he had drop issues at Penn State. But you think about the great running backs you know, you've covered, but just the best running backs in franchise history, they are always guys that could also catch it out of the backfield. Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy. Darren Sproles was not a full-time back, but he was able to be a, uh, a threat in the passing game. Ricky Waters, Keith Rick, Byers, yeah. all great receivers. All those guys that were before, DeMarco yeah. Murray caught 50 passes, <laughs> for crying out loud. Did he no, really? Yeah, he did. This 50. year with the – I mean, not, not this year, obviously. When he was with the Eagles, yeah, he yeah. caught – wow. Yeah, he did. So That's a great style, I'm a big it? believer in throwing to the backs. I think it's a great way to keep pressure off and, and give the quarterback another option, and they haven't had – I think Gainwell's a decent receiver. They certainly like him on third down. So, But he, I don't think he's going to be playing enough – Swift's their best receiving back. Well, that, so that's the point I'm making is when you look at these running backs, you want to have someone that when they're in the game, the defense doesn't know what they're doing, right? When Gainwell goes in, you know, it's third down, he's a great receiving back. Boston Scott, also kind of you know what's happening. I think Swift is the closest they have to someone that can be in on three downs. A, he's a great pass. Uh, I believe he's a great uh, pass-blocking running back. Um, you know, so you can keep him back there on third down. But also, he's a good in-between tackles runner. He's explosive, and he can be that pass catcher. So I actually do think if, if everyone stays healthy, if there's no injuries, and at the end of the year we look at the, the total touches, it would not surprise me if Swift was far ahead, far ahead of these other running backs. It could be, but I also think the other guys are too good to – to just kind of sit there and watch DeAndre Swift. I think they're going to use them all. I think they all have different strengths. And, and I think you're more dangerous when the other team's guessing. Yeah. And, and and doesn't know who's going to be out there. And I think you do have some flexibility because Gainwell can catch the ball. We know Boston can catch the ball. Uh, I don't think Penny's been a big receiver. But, no. uh, you know, he really hasn't played well, that I was much. I say, he's barely played, too. But the last running back question, then, before we take a quick call. Well, I like this group, though. Yeah, no, I agree. Seeing them, I was I was more impressed than I expected to be, and I was Team Bijan. So trust me, getting over the running backs. Is oh, not, I, I didn't know that. You didn't know that, yeah. No. Well, I only tweeted about it every day for four months. So, but um, Trey Sermon, just really quick, what do you think the chances are he can actually make the team, or is this just a numbers game where it's going to be too tough? Yeah, I know everybody loves Trey Sermon, and they do too. I mean, they did carry him they on a roster on, spot. I think the year. idea was that. They weren't going to re-sign Miles, and Trey Sermon was going to be part of a rotation. But obviously, a couple of veterans became available that uh, you would put ahead of Trey Sermon. So yeah. if everyone's healthy, then he's not on the team. Now, they did give him number 22. What do you think about that? Yeah, we'll see what happens on opening day. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phone lines really quick. Dave in North Philly. What's going on, Dave? You're on Go Birds Radio. ESP, what's up? What up, Dave? Good to hear from you. The, the reason the Eagles are um, superior to the Phillies is they developed their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round and undrafted picks it's consistently. And, I mean, and not only do they develop them, they develop them to a, a very high level, whether it's Trent Cole, Brent Selleck, uh, Todd Harriman's, I think he was either a fourth or a fifth. It was a fourth. Um, my, my lotta, your undrafted guys, Jalen Mills. They get the production as 
starters for consistency. And if you notice, even if you go all the way back to early 2000s, um, I think Brandon, well, Brandon Boykin was more recent, but they get they get those guys. They get five, six years out of he was them. A four, those, and that play had one good year. Those those players, but they they go to other teams and they don't do anything elsewhere. Yeah. So I do think, Dave, real quick to, to to that point, you're talking you know organizationally over a long time, and I agree with you. But this specific coaching staff, and I guess we don't know about Sean Desai yet, but I do think Nick Sirianni, since he's been here, and it's only two years. I think he does show that he is able to develop players. I mean, he, he, I think, is a great, and we talked about this in the opening segment, on the field during practices, it always stands out to me how much he is stressing fundamentals, how much he is in the, in the players' faces, making sure they're doing things right. And I think that matters. This is a team that, to your point, Dave, has developed late-round picks, but also the guys that do have to go on the field, you just don't see them make the boneheaded mistakes that the Phillies make. It just doesn't happen under Nick Sirianni. Nicholas Moreau talked earlier this week and he was with i believe chicago and las vegas so far in his career and he said he's learned more about situational football in the six weeks he's been here than he did in his entire nfl career that's not what he said it is what he said no he said there's been more of an emphasis on it early than in the other places he's been i think he said learn but fair enough either way he's (laughs) either way he said that they have stressed it since he's been here would you agree with that i do think that's something that the phillies haven't done is develop play you don't see a lot of guys getting better Agreed you know, with that. Yeah. I mean, they're they're good. Pl- I mean, they don't have a ton of homegrown guys that keep getting better every year. Yeah, and I That's think that is to Dave's point why you could have confidence going into next year. Is there anything that has you worried about next year? Honestly, you, well, you mentioned the, the DeAndre Hopkins thing, and the thing for me is the Eagles probably aren't going to get them. But the reasonings that people were saying why they shouldn't get them are absolutely incorrect because it's it's been shown. If you look at the 99, 2000, 2001 Rams or the 2007 uh, Patriots, you have two number one receivers, at least when it comes to targets and receptions, but they're number three guys. I mean, they had Ricky Prohl, Isaac Keen, and Marshall Falk was a prolific receiving back. Um, I think the third and fourth guys for uh, the Patriots was one of their running backs, Jabbar Gaffey, the Hall of Famer that the Eagles had. They couldn't get anything out of him. And there was one other receiver that had like 30 or 40 receptions. If I mean, I guess maybe my, my, my vision for Jalen Hurts, if there, it's either going to be Russell Wilson, but I'd also like him to be more Steve Young, too. The ability to run and make plays, but to be able to kill you with his arm. And yeah. he showed that he has the ability to do it. Plus, we lost the Super Bowl, and we are, I blame that on the defense, but the offense also didn't put enough points on the board when, when the defense wasn't there. In the second half, you're right. The offense, that's a great call, Dave. Thanks so much for calling in. The offense in the second half, I'm not, I, like, I get the defense struggled. We, everyone knows that. The offense in the second half also struggled. I think they went you know, two or three possessions in a row without a touchdown, and in that game, it's tough to do. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Moreau did say that he's he has learned more about fundamental football. But but regardless, I think that what you're saying, <laughs> what what okay. I'll get the quote. Uh, you know, he he said there's been he he said there's been more of it this soon than the other places. He didn't say he's learned more in the six. Okay, I see what you're saying. Than the other right. places combined. Okay, you're right. You you're right. I shouldn't. You know, this is why you don't question Rue. This is the the, the good. No, <laughs> but but anyway, um, so going forward. For, what was I? What was I about to ask you about? I'm thrown off now from that. Quote. Super Bowl offense. The, the, the Super Bowl, half. the offense. Yes, 
to his point, what he was saying on development and de developing players. Have you seen that under Sirianni? Do you think that they've done a good job developing guys? No, I do, and I think it's not just him. I think he he's had good staff, mm -hmm. and that's another thing that's changed this year. I mean, there's a lot of changes to the staff, both coordinators, secondary coach. Uh, so. Uh, you hope that continues, but every time, I mean, that's when the Eagles started going bad under Andy is when that whole first group of assistants started leaving. Yep. So it's something to keep an eye on because I, I like what I've seen from Sean and, and from Brian Johnson, DK, but uh, we don't know until we see these guys in action if they're as good as the group before them. And I was impressed by Sean Desai's opening press conference with us. I think he comes across really smart. I think he gets it. He did say one thing that has me a bit concerned, but – Ultimately, I think he's going to be a good coordinator. We'll, talk about, we'll uh, talk about that on the other we're side. We're up against it. We're, we're, we're up, up against, against it, it the, uh, the, the theme of the show so far. So uh, this is Go Birds Radio. I need, we have some open lines here, 215-592-9494, talking why the Eagles won't be the Phillies next year. This is Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Parks Casino. And when I talk about the Parks Casino, I have to tell you about the app because it's the only app I continue to recommend. I use it almost every day. And it's a big weekend for the Bet Parks app and the PGA Tour. The Bet Parks Sportsbook app is proud to partner with the PGA and is the official betting partner of the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday this weekend in Ohio. Right now, new users make a $10 sports bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is a winner. Bet golf, baseball, pro basketball, playoffs, soccer, MMA, and more. Join me and download the Bet Park Sportsbook app right now. Live in-game betting, same-game parlays, and much more. Bet more than the score. You can bet player performance for points, assists, and rebounds in hoops. You can bet hits, home runs, and strikeouts in baseball. Bet hole-by-hole, -hole, match winners, player scores, and more in golf. BetParks.com has the terms and conditions. New users and winning bets only. Sports bonus must be wagered once. See the website for details. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Go Birds Radio here at the beautiful Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Here with Ruben Frank talking a little Eagles, talking why they might or might not be the disappointing Phillies next year. I think most people so far have a lot of faith in this Eagles team, and they've earned it from not only last year, but I think the year before when they overachieved and made the playoffs when a lot of people 
didn't think they would. Um, our last caller brought something up. I'm curious for your opinion on it. it hasn't come up today, but DeAndre Hopkins. Um, to me, it seems like a, a not needed luxury until all of a sudden you need him just because their their depth at receiver is, is not great. But when you have A.J., Devontae, Goddard, a running game, you want to get Jalen involved in the RPO game, I just don't think there's enough touches for him. I'm curious where you're at. Do you think it could happen, A, but, no. but B? All right, so I agree with that. Right right to B, is it something you would do if you had the chance? No. No, I, I'm with you. I'm the, you already had a situation last year where A.J. didn't catch a ball or had one catch and was not happy. Yeah, and, and then the playoffs, too, I think it was a bit of an issue. That Giants game, I don't think he got the ball a ton. Yeah, so uh, you got to take that stuff into consideration. And don't forget they have a tight end who was on pace for 1,100 yards yep. when he, you know, before he got hurt. And we're talking about throwing the ball to DeAndre Swift. Uh, financially, it doesn't make sense. And it's a uh, luxury is a great word for it. It's Look, he's, he's a great player. And, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't kick him off the team if he was here but he just it's not it's not an ideal use of resources and they, they don't need it um I, I it doesn't make sense well the other issue i, I mean how he's never been one to just stockpile pro bowl guys he doesn't build a team that way i mean he did in 2011 and right. saw how it went so it's just it's not something he would do it doesn't make sense um, and, and they're going to be linked to every single guy who's available because Howie will call every single team yeah. when yep. a guy's you know on the block and he's not on the block at this point. But uh, I, I just don't see it happening. I also think that just with their emphasis on offense and with the fact they have a chance to win a Super Bowl, you'll see them attached to every free agent. But we started the show talking about the, the challenges of going back to a championship when you either win it or lose it the year before. And I think the locker room is one of those challenges. The Eagles are lucky in the way that I believe Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are some of the best leaders you could have at those respective positions. But we should also be honest with ourselves and say, at the time, we thought Doug was that. And Carson it was viewed a lot differently coming off that Super Bowl than he was even just a few short months later into 2018. Now, we know now that he was maybe not the leader behind the scenes that we thought. What I would say with DeAndre Hopkins is your point about A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown's an awesome teammate from what I've seen. Him and Jalen get along. I do think they have a great locker room. Adding a potential issue with DeAndre where, yeah, maybe he says now he's okay with not getting touches, and maybe now everyone says you know, we'll spread it out. Just feels like in a year that could already be a little rocky in that locker room, not because of leadership, but just because of the realities of coming off of a championship, adding another kind of tough a tough uh, per personality in terms of wanting to ball into there might be a little risky. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they don't need that. That's, no. that's the last thing they need. They have, look, you have two elite wide receivers and an elite, I think, top five, maybe top three tight end. Oh, for sure. I agree with that, yeah. So, I mean, how many how many more passes are there to go around? Now, it would be disappointing if all of a sudden he signs with Kansas City and you're playing him in the Super Bowl. But I don't think you can make a move strictly because of, because of that reasoning. So, we got a few. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Uh, we got Chris in Ocean City. Chris, what's going on, man? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, Chris, Chris, how's it going? Good to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. You too. Um, so I got to be honest with you. I am starting to get a little bit nervous about this season coming up, and it's not even from a rational standpoint. It's just from like a selfish fan standpoint. Mm -hmm. That there's so much pressure on the Eagles right now to be yeah. successful because – I can't even imagine the next time I'm going to be excited about the Sixers or the Flyers. So right there, that's 50% of the, the, the franchise. Well, you, you can be excited about the Sixers. They'll be good next year, Chris. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even – no, we're, we're, not, we're not even going there. They're, they're dead to me uh, for, until for, 
future notice. Um, but then, and even similarly with the Phillies, you have to wonder, like, is this kind of is this kind of who this team's going to be? Because they handed out those giant contracts, and then, as you said before, you can see how a team can be great one year, and that success necessarily doesn't translate to the next. And of course, the biggest fear is any long-term injury to Jalen or somebody on the line. But yeah, yeah, I'm nervous just because it, it matters too much to me, like sports fandom. And yes. the Eagles are like the only game in town right now, so there's a lot of pressure on them. Well, but Chris, to that point, I do think, and I don't want to speak for you. You can tell me if you feel this way. I do think, in a way, the Phillies' struggles and the Sixers being eliminated, you can look past it a little because we all have this, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That is, the Eagles started the season, and everyone thinks they're, everyone knows, I should say, or is so confident they're going to be good that you're able to almost look past these other teams struggling just a little bit, knowing you have this great team coming up. Well, I'm certainly excited, and particularly seeing how the middle of the defense kind of manifests over time, seeing what we've got at safety, seeing who's going to step up at linebacker, and what that D-tackle rotation is going to look like. Um, So really curious to see how those things go in training camp. And then I'll just leave you with a question. I was curious, have either of you noticed any noticeable differences on field at practice with Brian Johnson and Sean Desai running both respective units? It's a, it's they haven't question. even done any 11s yeah. and yet. And Chris, so. thanks so much for the call, man. Yeah, good Talk stuff. To you guys. They haven't done any. They didn't do any 11s when we were there. So yeah, well, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pick up anything from no. seven on seven. Now, one small thing is, so if you remember when Shane Steichen was here, he was always so when they do uh, seven on seven or eleven on eleven, but we'll use seven on seven here since that's what what we saw them do. You know, they do the seven on seven. Sirianni's standing kind of behind the quarterback, about ten yards back. And that's where Steichen would normally be. And then when Jalen's done to play, he comes back, he talks to them. I did notice Brian Johnson was actually standing off on the sideline behind the secondary. I don't know if it was just that day where he decided to stand, but it's not normally where I'm used to seeing a, uh, an offensive coordinator stand. So that was maybe one small difference. But to your point, you know, we saw 50 minutes of what has been you know, a, a, a few weeks of practice. So I don't know if I had any big takeaways from there on how they run practice. Yeah, and, and it's something to really keep an eye on once training camp starts. That, I mean, because to me, that's a really underrated storyline. They got two new coordinators from yeah. the Super Bowl team. And while I feel strongly about both those guys, and I think they're both really good hires, we don't know. So the one thing Sean Desai said in his press conference that to me, worrisome is probably a little strong. And I know he's giving this press conference to kind of you know, appease the fans, right? But he talked about, and Reed Blankenship actually said this a little bit too, how they want to be a defense that is feared by the opposing offense and they want to be violent and they want to be one of these defenses where, you know, they, they, they reflect the, the, the city. I feel like that is, and it's not from him, but I think what he's basically trying to say is we're going to try to be a, like a tough defense. I liked the defense last year in the way that they got pressure on the quarterback, but they weren't this blitz-happy defense that went, you know, made an emphasis to like be an attack-first defense. They were much more of a the front four or five got pressure, and their back seven didn't allow big plays. Do you expect that's what Sean Desai is going to be, and this kind of pandering at the podium is just that? Yeah, or? I thought that was just pandering, honestly. Me too, but I'm just curious. what. If, yeah, because yeah. I don't think being tough and being physical necessarily means blitzing all the time either. Yeah. I think that's that's a disconnect a little bit. So uh, I, I do. I think f- considering what they have up front, if you're getting out of those 70 sacks, how many were from the D-line? Oh, like 63? Yeah, a lot of them. If yeah. you're getting pressure with just the front guys, why would you bring more? It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You're just it's, it's not a smart allocation of resources. So 
I don't think they're going to blitz. I don't think they need to blitz, and I don't think they will blitz. And I hope they don't. I hope they, they have a similar philosophy to what they were last year. I it think, works. And I think, you know. With this personnel, it makes sense. And I know me and you are on the same side of this, but Gannon was such a better coordinator than he was given credit for last year, in my opinion. So this idea of they have a new coordinator and to see a different style of defense, obviously personnel dictates it somewhat, and maybe Desai will have to make changes in that regard. But I think the style of defense Gannon played was the right one. And I think it's one that uh, Sirianni believes in. It's one Howie believes in. And I think Lurie, too. You know, they know that not giving up big plays is a way to win. And that, that was an emphasis of the defense last year. Let's go back to the phone lines here. We got Noah and Cherry Hill. What's going on, Noah? How you doing? Going on, ESP. Big fan. Love the work, man. First My time man. caller. Appreciate it. Really appreciate uh, you calling in. In regards to the question, everyone's optimistic. I, I love the optimism, but... Do I have to be optimistic to answer the question in this case? <laughs> you can answer it however you want. I mean, obviously, I, I'm an optimistic guy, so I hope you feel optimistic. But but answer it any way you want. My thing is, man, I, the schedule just bothers me. I, I feel like a lot of fans are overlooking it way too much. Mm-hmm. The schedule is just that's the only that's the only way I really see this Eagles team doing anything like the Phillies. I don't think it could be as dramatic as how bad the Phillies have been. But the schedule just can't get overlooked. I mean, it, this is a schedule where you you got a, a good eight nine losable game. As good well, as the Eagles are. Let me ask you this, are. Noah: Is it the is it the opponents or is it the schedule? Like, is is it the way it was laid out, or is it just when you now that you see it, you're realizing how tough the opponents are? It's a little bit of both, Elliot. I mean, you're looking at a six game stretch with I want to say it was Cowboys. Cowboys, Chiefs, road. Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Se- uh, Seahawks. Last right. two on Thank the road. Thank you, yeah. And can you really sit here and tell me there's no chance the team can't – there's no chance the team goes two and four in that stretch? Well, look, here's the and thing. If they get to that stretch – let's say they get to that stretch six and two. Okay. And they go three and three in that stretch. Now you're nine and five and you come back with, with the Giants, Cards, and Giants who you should So you sweep. win those three. So do you think 12 wins gets uh, you the – one seed like I think that to, it could to sure. Noah's point it might not what I think is tough is the schedule is going to make it way harder to get that one seed and it's so we saw last way year harder. how important that is you get the buy and I hate that rule I, I I still think the top two seeds should get a, I agree a buy but that I'm nobody's going to listen to me uh, but we also don't know like I mean maybe Dak's hurt um, you know maybe they beat Dak finally um, you know who knows who the Niners quarterback's going to be uh, Seattle at Seattle is always a tough place to play. I think they've lost like seven in yeah, a row there. Yeah. But I don't think they're a great team. No, I, now so, I do think coming off at Dallas and going at Seattle, it makes it tougher. But it I does. agree, Seattle's not a great and team. And certainly, you know, at Kansas City on a Monday and then home against the Bills on a Sunday, it looks tough. But you never know how. I mean, you never know with the schedule. Teams aren't what they we think they are. Quarterbacks aren't what they think they are. Uh, I remember one time when uh, Donovan got hurt. I think it was 0-2, and the Eagles had three straight road games, two on the West Coast, and A.J. Feely was a quarterback. Like, oh, was the Niners one of them? They're going to lose all three, and, yeah. and they won two out of three with A.J. Feely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that, ended up with the one seed. That is the thing, Noah, with the schedule is we can look at it now, but also last year nobody thought the Eagles would be a 14-win team. So you, you just never – right, and all those teams have to play the Eagles. Yes, yeah. So, no, real quick, uh, how many wins do you have them at based off the schedule? I'm at a – I'm at 12. I'm at yeah, 12, 12, but I think it's closer. I think it's closer to being 11 than it is to being 14 again. <laughs> so, no, well, and th- 12 is closer to 11 <laughs> than 14. Th- so. Thanks so much for the call, man. I really appreciate it. But, I, but I, to the heart of his point, I think it is more likely that they win 11 games than it is they win 14 again, or even 10. 
But what about 11 or 13? I think it's more likely they would win 11 than 13. All right, that's fair. I, Where do you see it at? Uh, I'm, it's too early for me to go there. I, I, I feel good about at least 12. I think they're going to win 12. Minimum. Well, what helps them is I, I don't – I think the Gi- What helps them is they're really good. They're really good, for sure. That helps them. But also I think the Giants are going to take a step back. I don't think Washington is going to be as good. They have the Cardinals late. You would think their season's over by then. I think they – Their season will be over if they played in week three. I was going to say, yeah, their season – it's going to be a tough uh, – The key is going to be the two Dallas games. It always is. they got to find a way to get past that team. Yeah. At Dallas has been especially tough uh, tough for this team. So only it one more – four straight at home. Yeah. And it feels like Dak always plays in Dallas but never plays in Philly. Didn't play in Philly last year. Yeah. And then the one time I think he played, he had like a bum shoulder or something like that. Yeah, and then the one time they – well, Ben DiNucci played yeah, the ben one DiNucci game, right? Yeah, Ben DiNucci played, yeah. So. But, I mean, if if, Dal- if if he's healthy, they've got to find a way to beat him. I mean, yeah. it's been a, a stumbling block for and, him. And that's on the defense, let's be honest. The, the offense hasn't been great in some of those games, but the defense has been horrendous in Dallas against Dak. So yeah. one more segment to go here on Go Birds Radio. Still got some time for some calls if you want to try to jump in. 215-592-9494. This is Go Birds Radio here at the beautiful Parks Casino. And let me tell you guys, I've been telling you about the Bet Parks app, which I love. But let me tell you, you know it's coming. The heat, the humidity, the high energy bills from forcing your AC into overdrive. If you want to beat the heat, there's one way. Call Window Nation today. Replacing your old windows can be the most important thing you do to seal out savage summer swelter and keep cool and comfortable in your home all while saving money. Right now, Window Nation will give you two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, you'll get zero money down, make zero payments, and pay zero interest for two full years. That's like windows at half price and making free money for 24 months. I know we all love doing that. And when you buy from Window Nation, you're also getting award-winning customer service, certified professional installation, premium materials, and the best warranty on labor material glass and window. So how do you do it? Call Window Nation now at 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. Get two free windows for every two purchased. No money down, no payments, no interest payments for two full years. Window Nation, 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. And make sure you tell them you heard about it on Go Birds Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Go Birds Radio. One more segment here before uh, we take you into leading off big Phillies game today. Got to get a win coming off uh, coming off of last night. Um, got a few more calls. Want to try to squeeze in here before we have to wrap this up. Let's go to uh, Dave in Limerick. Dave, what's going on? You're on Go Birds Radio. Hey, guys. No no way do they need uh, Hopkins. Um like you said earlier with the running backs, that I'm hoping there's going to be a lot more screenplays as 
Yes. You know, Scott and uh, Swift and Gainwell are all really good receivers out of the backfield. And then, you know, you get the lead and you got to have Penny. Penny comes in the second half and just destroys, hires out the team. Like, that guy will be – granted, he needs to be healthy, but I don't see how you don't have Penny on this team. I don't know how good that other guy is that you – Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, yeah. Penny is really good if he's healthy. Really good. Penny has been really good when healthy. I would agree with that. Now, if you look at his career, he also had like six games in a row where he was outstanding, and then it's been a little more hit or miss in those other games. But he's he's not going to be the main guy. He's going to come in, and they they have a good rotation of running backs with those four guys. I'm just saying if Trey Sermon has an outstanding camp, there is an argument for keeping the guy that is younger and doesn't have the injury history over Penny. I think Penny is going to make the team. But, as we discussed earlier, Swift is definitely making it. Gainwell is definitely making it. We disagree slightly on Scott, but we both think there's a very good chance he makes it. So if Sermon's going to have one surprise person he overtakes, I think Penny is the most likely. The thing about Penny is and uh, you know, he, he's got the highest rushing average in history by a running back. Yeah, he's really good. Other than Jim Brown. Yeah. So if he's healthy, you're not. I don't care how good but Trey also, Sermon looks. Who knows looks. how he's coming off of this ACL? Or you know. No, but I'm saying if he's healthy and has a good training camp, how do you, how do you move on from him? You can't. Hey guys, real quick. Yeah. Who, who was the best running back in uh, the, the Patriots Eagles Super Bowl? Which one? Which Corey, Corey Clement. Uh, receiver, receiver. Well, you might say Aguilar, right? How many big catches did he have in that Super Bowl? A lot. Yeah. Nelly had three straight uh, first downs leading up to the uh, the Ertz touchdown. Yeah, and weren't we ready to run game. him out because he was so bad, just like Watkins? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping Quest can get it together and be like Aguilar. We were ready to run that guy out of the town his first two years. Well, I mean, his his I mean, his career was overall was disappointing. He was a first round pick, Dave, but Dave, in the Super so Bowl, the call, he was he was incredible. In this, they don't win the Super Bowl without Nelly. Yeah, and I I do think. Three straight first downs in the last five minutes of a yeah. Super Bowl on a game-winning drive. Yeah, he was he he was outstanding. But when, one thing about Aguilar, I don't know if this was the case early on in his career, but what always struck me covering him was he was an extremely mature guy, and I think that ultimately he ended up dealing with the criticism of this city pr- pretty well. Yeah, I think Quez has that in him as well. Quez at his locker end of the season after they lost the Super Bowl said straight up, "I took a step back this year. I need to be better." And I don't know if he's as good as Aguilar. Aguilar was an outstanding route runner. Um, you know, he had great speed, all those things. But I see some of the similar personality characteristics. And the way Quez was, uh, the way Nelson was able to deal with that criticism about bounce back from it, I think that, uh, that Quez has that in him as well. Yeah, we'll see. He's going to have that chance. All right, let's go to, I do not know how to pronounce this, pronounce this city's name. Sewell. Sewell, all right. Sewell's in Washington Township, and part of it's in Deptford Township. All right, there we go. So, Chris, from part of... Deadford Township or Sewell. You're on no WIP. What's going on, Chris? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Ruben, you just made me laugh. You called uh, Aguilar Nelly. <laughs> yeah, we always call him Nelly. Yeah, that was his nickname. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen. Uh, my son and me are in the car, cross-country driver. We've had a lot of time to talk about this while we've been waiting. Right. Um, Where are you so, now? So the, we are actually just crossed into Texas, believe it or not. Nice. Um from Arkansas. But anyway, uh, the Eagles are not the Phillies because the Eagles have a quarterback and the Phillies have zero pitching, if you're talking about what the killers of football and baseball are. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Now, Zach Wheeler but is what? supposed to be a legit ace, for what it's worth. I know not the same as a quarterback, but they are supposed to have a legit well, ace. Zach Wheeler's not even being that right now. He's not. But I'll right. get to Philly for a second. Let's talk of Eagles for a second here. Um, so we're being realistic. Your, your earlier call mentioned the schedule, and you have to be realistic about that schedule. It is a tough schedule. Yeah. We have we have best case scenario twelve and five. We think worst case scenario eleven and six. Either way, that wins the division. But um, we're giving the 49ers the home field throughout. They're going to go fourteen and three, thirteen whoa, and four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But here's what I disagree. Who's their quarterback? Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. Like I think yeah, we're, we're they, overestimating they have, the Niners. They have enough time. around that. They have enough around that, and they have an outstanding defense. And if you look at their schedule, they have a much more favorable schedule than the Eagles do. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and I just think it's the Eagles will still win that game in San Francisco if they're healthy. Well, it's so, in Philadelphia, and I, oh, you mean in the playoffs? No, he means the yeah, NFC yeah, Championship. Sorry, the yeah. No, I agree. I think the Niners and Chris uh, enjoy the rest of your drive, man. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for calling in. Hope that that drive's going well. But that sounds fun. I, I think with the with the Niners, to your to your point. Everyone just said, like, they're going to be great. Well, they have no quarterback. When's the last time there was a team in the top five of Super Bowl odds or wherever they're at that had not just no quarterback, like, not just a question of quarterback, no quarterback? You have no idea who their quarterback's going to be. And for being the most important position in the league, I will not worry about the Niners until they figure out who their uh, quarterback is. No, that's fair. I, I do think Purdy, when he's healthy, is pretty good. Yeah, and he, you know, he has a lot to prove. He's done it for a half a season. Trey Lance, who knows? We'll see with Trey Lance, but... All right, this has been it. We didn't we never got to talk about the punter competition. Oh, well, we'll have to have Jimmy Kemsky on and uh, have him give us his tang, his uh, hang times he got from uh, from practice. I mean, well, I think it's going to be Sipos. I can tell you that if you if you want to measure hang time, Sipos was way ahead of Zen. He was. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Wasn't even close. Good punter talk. Um, that's, that's it for punter talk. <laughs> this We're has been punter it. talk brought to you by Go Birds Radio. Went too uh, fast. It does. It always flies by uh, when I get to do it with you. Quicker with Rob Ellis, but it now can. All right. Well, this this has been Go Birds Radio. Rube, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, thank you to all the callers. We couldn't do without you. Hopefully, James will be back uh, next week, and we'll have another edition of Go Birds Radio. Coming up next is leading off. Uh, thank you again to all the callers. This has been Go Birds from the beautiful Parks Casino. Let me tell you one more time about the app I love, the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. And why do I love to tell you about it? Because it's the only app I continue to recommend. It's a big weekend for the Bet Parks app and the PGA Tour. The Bet Parks Sportsbook app is proud to partner with the PGA and is the official betting partner of the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday this weekend in Ohio. Right now, new users make a $10 sports bet and get $125 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is a winner. You can bet golf, baseball, pro basketball playoffs, soccer, MMA, and more. Join me and download the Bet Park Sportsbook app right now. Live in-game betting, same-game parlays, and much more. Bet more than the score. Bet player performances for points, assists, and rebounds and hoops. Bets hit. You can bet hit, home runs, and strikeouts in baseball. Bet hole-by-hole, match winners, player scores, and much more in golf. BetParks.com has terms and conditions. New users and winning bets only. Sportsbook bonus must be wagered once. See the website for details.